Today, retirement mistakes to avoid. This is the Seven Figures Podcast, smart money strategies for women with Sandy Waters. You know, I don't know if I tell you enough. Thank you. I appreciate you taking time to listen to the Seven Figures podcast, and I really hope that each episode you're getting some good stuff from it, that you're starting to feel a little bit more confident about your financial situation, at least aware of what's going on. And what it really comes down to, to build financial wealth, you need to have a strategy in place, a game plan, and just follow it, and then you're good to go. And the toughest thing, the hardest thing to train yourself to be is patient. That is hard for all of us because we live in this instant gratification society, right? I want the new smartphone and I want it now or the job. I'm not moving up the ladder quick enough. So I'm going to bail out on this gig and find another one to be successful financially. We have to be intentional with our money, strategize, have our plan in place and be patient because we work hard day in and day out. You dedicate so many years to working to what? To hopefully someday retire and retire comfortably with no money stress at all. So Erica Cummings is here with us to help us out. Avoid those most common retirement mistakes. CFP VP at Morgan Stanley. Thank you for being here again. Thank you. Always love to be here. When we talk about retirement, what's that number? What's that average age that we're talking about? So I just read this the other day. The average age of retirement is this is the this is not necessarily the right answer, but this is what people tend to retire. It's about sixty two to sixty three. And I do think that there's some significance to sixty two and that's because for all of us right now under the current social security system, that's the age in which you are eligible to tap into your social security. And we'll talk about some of the mistakes that, that can be made along the way because that's not necessarily a good decision. Okay. But 62 seems to be that time period where people say, okay, I now have access to income that I don't have to work for. And so between that and the fact that at that point in time, a lot of people have been working for, if you started in your 20s, you've been working for almost 40 years, uh, people are done. And so uh, really what I want to focus on today is the strategies that people should have in place both going into retirement and then continuing throughout retirement because you can make big mistakes in the beginning and then you can continue to make those mistakes throughout your retirement. Mm. And all of that revolves around planning. And this is the same thing as walking into your doctor's office and lying about whether or not you drink too much or whether you smoke. (laughs) You work out. (laughs) The only person you're hurting when you put together a plan and lie about the, the variables and the input is yourself. So it may feel good at the time to not admit that you drank more than the one drink a day, but ultimately if, if they should be looking for something, you're only hurting yourself or you're only prolonging the inevitable. So you want to be extremely, extremely conservative in your assumptions and you want to be very, very realistic about what life will be like. I always say to people, it is, and this is not just financial. This is also, what are you going to be doing with your time? How are you going to be spending your days? So it's Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock. What are you doing? Because the other thing is you can really become very depressed and it can have significant emotional effects if you are not 
filling your time. So you're retiring at 62 and our life expectancies are putting us well into our 80s. What are you doing every, every day? The, yeah. the novelty of not having to wake up for work wears off pretty quickly. So you want to really look at this as it, it, this is exciting. This is the next chapter of your life. I always say it's the chapter of your life in which you have to answer to no one. This is where you get to decide from here on out how you want to spend your time, and you don't have to adhere to a certain schedule. It's Saturday every day. It's, it's 52 weeks vacation a year. So there's this whole freedom part of it, but then there's this whole freedom part of it. So we can't have 52 weeks vacation, and we can't spend every day of our lives as we do on Saturday. So if you golf every Saturday, you can't golf seven days a week. I mean, maybe you can if you've planned really well, but financially speaking, it's really difficult to maintain a vacation-like lifestyle for the rest of your life. So it's really important to think about how you're going to be spending your time. This is where a lot of people look at volunteering or how they're going to help maybe their, their grandchildren, so babysitting, things like that. There's a lot that you can do to fill your time hobbies, whatever it might be, but you really want to take the time to plan for this. So the biggest things we see, the biggest mistakes that we see that are devastating, truly devastating, is when people go into retirement and they're overspending. Mm. So they have not accounted for how much they should be spending in retirement and how important it is to stick to that budget. So part of the plan, the strategy is to determine what is my monthly expenses upon retirement and then stick to it. 100%. Then on top of it, you have to account for the fact that let's think about all the things in our life and how much they cost 20 years ago, even 10 years ago versus now. So we have to account for the fact that going out to dinner Ah, is going to cost on average, you know, 3% or so more every single year. And every single item that we buy has a different inflation rate. Sure. However, we have to account for the fact that cars are going to cost more and going out to dinner is going to cost more groceries, RG&E, taxes go up. All of these things are going to go up throughout your life. So to look at your budget now and assume that it's going to stay that way for the rest of your life is a huge problem. What are those expenses even that a lot of us aren't even thinking about that surprise a lot of your clients upon retirement? So one of the biggest things that people don't account for is, is the overall cost of healthcare. Mm. Healthcare is a really large expense and a lot of people are going into retirement and they're relatively healthy. So you go into retirement, it's the same notion that when you're young, you don't feel like you need insurance because you're young. What's yeah. going to happen to me? So you go into retirement and everybody knows that they should have health care. They realize at that point, maybe you've had a small health issue along the way, or you have friends that have had health issues. So you, you're well aware of the fact that you need insurance, but you're not thinking about some of the other things that may come up that are not covered by a lot of traditional Medicare plans and traditional um, Medicare supplemental plans. So for example, Hearing aids are a big expense. A lot of people do not have coverage for their hearing aids. This can be three, four, or five thousand dollars. Then you have copays on doctor's visits, and depending on the type of plan that you got, you may have to 
pay quite a bit of your prescription medications. So there's a lot of things that come into play when it comes to healthcare. And let's face it, unfortunately, um, it's not getting we better. Are, yeah, we're looking at something that's just continuously going to decline. Now, maybe we're all lucky enough that we're going to run to our beds at 95 years old and peacefully die in our sleep, having had no issues. That would be ideal. Um, but one of the other big things I always talk about is when you're constantly towing the line in retirement. So you don't really have any room for error. That's when you're really, mm, okay. that, that's when the unexpected can throw you way off course. God, but it's so hard to plan for healthcare because of all the things that you just cited and dental. Yeah. Dental was the big thing when my parents retired. Yeah. I was shocked that dental's not even covered or coverage no. is tough. With yeah, that. It's this, so expensive. No dental, yeah, coverage. Here's the thing. It's always impossible to predict whether or not you're going to have some of these unexpected expenses or whether or not there's going to be something that really throws you off course. But there are specialists out there that can help with the planning. So there are Medicare specialists out there. There are healthcare specialists that represent all the different insurance companies that you have available to you. Are these specialists unbiased? What do we need to look out for to make sure that they are? So, yes, you can simply Google. If you Google healthcare specialists, you'll quickly realize whether they're associated with a particular company or whether they, and it'll say right on there, non-biased, represent all different agencies. Okay. Uh, and they'll basically, they're there to analyze what your healthcare needs are They'll take into account which doctors. So if you have a doctor that you've been very comfortable with, knows your entire health history for X amount of decades, that's a, an important factor. You are the focal point, and then they're going to fit okay. a particular company and a particular plan. Now, Medicare plans are universal. So Medicare, ABC, all of those are universal. They, ha- they have to have all the elements to the plans, the government plans, so that part is the same. It's the supplemental insurance. It's when you start to get into uh, whether or not they cover prescription medications, whether or not they cover certain portions of your co-pays, those types of things. Do they cover you outside of the United States? So Medicare does not cover you outside of the U.S. If you plan to do a lot of traveling, I have clients that actually live outside of the U.S. for a part of the year. So they go to islands to live. And so that's a huge factor. Yeah. Okay. So everybody's situation is different, but people really tend to um, either really freak out about healthcare or kind of not really think that it's going to be a big issue. Yeah, but it's confusing. Um, So the Medicare is something that we've been paying into our entire working life, right? mm -hmm. And when you say supplemental, Medicare doesn't cover everything that you need covered. That's why you have to find this other insurance that will fill those voids is what you're saying. So Medicare Part A is what we've been paying into our whole lives. Medicare Part A is extremely limited insurance. So when you turn 65, you automatically are enrolled in Medicare Part A. Okay. Medicare Part B kicks in, covers doctor's visits up to 80%. There's a whole bunch of different benefits that you get from Part B, but you do pay for that. Ah, And then there's the supplemental on top of that or whatever you choose to to. To fill have those kind words. of a okay. wrapper around that exactly because if if you only have B and you end up in the hospital and it's a hundred thousand dollar hospital visit, which not that hard to rack up these days, 
you could have a $20,000 copay that you're, that you're responsible for if you don't have a supplemental plan. And this is way outside of my expertise. And that's why I say, really, you want to look for a good Medicare slash healthcare specialist. Okay. They know these plans inside and out. They see, they see you every day. They have see a version of you every single day. So they really know they, they're able to look at, let's say you're lucky enough to have employer benefits, which nowadays, unfortunately, are becoming few and far between. Mm. But if you have employer benefits, but they're not as robust as they used to be, they'll look at those plans and see if it makes sense to still stay with your employer benefit, retirement okay. benefit, or or you know, purchase one on your own. So it's really complicated to do on your own. I highly recommend getting somebody that um, will work with you. And there's a lot of wonderful people out there for sure. Okay. And just be aware. I mean, I think the focus of every time that you come in is just, here's what to be aware of. So you're not totally in the dark. It's important for listeners to know that there are people out there that are non-biased. They are compensated through the companies themselves. So That's why it's important that you find somebody who is not attached to one single insurance company and you're not going to pay any more if you go to one of these specialists versus you doing all of this ridiculous amount of research. So you're not paying more. They're they're compensated from the actual insurance company for for working with you. So it's really, really important. It's like anything else. you should go to a lawyer if you have a legal issue. You should go to a financial planner for your financial needs. You should go to an accountant for tax, et cetera. It's just yeah. too much to take on on your own. What should we know about Social Security and the tax implications? So Social Security, is a, like I said earlier, that 62 number is a trigger for people. So they think, okay, I, I, I have this statement that I get. And on that statement, it says at 62, I now have access to my Social Security. And then you have what's called your FRA or your full retirement. Um, That's your full retirement amount. You're allowed to, at that point, you've paid in and you're getting 100% of the benefit that was paid in by you and your employer. And then there's also age 70. Age 70 means you're willing to hold out. Let's say your full retirement age is is, um, 66 and you wait till 70. Under the current system, you're... FRA will go up by 8% every single year until you take it at age 70. So if you're working and you have absolutely no need to take it, there's many strategies for for waiting. But where we see people make the mistake is taking it at that 62 number. Now, I'm not saying you should never do it because there are some people out there that have no choice. Mm -hmm. But you need to fully understand that you could be losing up to 30% of that full retirement amount. And that doesn't change. So That's one of those decisions you can't go back. Yeah. So if you have $1,000 a month at full retirement, you're getting $700 a month for the rest of your life. Okay. If you take it early. Okay. Yes. And then remember that at the same time, that $700 goes so far now and it's going to go far less 10 years from now because inflation is now weighing against that too. So the purchasing power is going down as well. So it's a double whammy. Okay. So when we think about our plan, we'll have this number that we want to spend. And that number, we then look at what income is coming in in order to offset it. But the income coming in needs to be net of taxes. So if I'm getting $2,000 from my Social Security, I'm not going to get all $2,000. 
So we have to make sure that you're accounting for the fact that maybe 20% or 15% or whatever it might be of that Social Security is going to taxes. So as you're looking at all these income sources, if I take a $10,000 distribution from my IRA every year, that's income that needs to be taxed. So, and every again, everybody's situation is different. If you take $40,000 out a year, it's going to be a higher bracket than someone that takes $10,000 out a year. But that budget, you need to look at what are all the sources that I need to, or I have in order to offset that. And am I spending too much? Are my distributions from my retirement accounts going to be too high? Am I taking into account that if I'm spending $40,000 this year, that $40,000 is going to go up slightly every single year because a soda is going to cost more next year and mm-hmm. going to the movies is going to cost more. The fall. I mean, this is just the reality. If we all think about, I, I always use my parents as an example. They bought their house in Long Island in 1977. We were about five miles from the North Shore, so close to the beaches, very nice area for $37,000. Think about what that house is worth now. Jeez. Do they still have it? No. Oh, bummer. Yeah. A perfect example of inflation. Yeah. And obviously we know that the healthcare system, things are just costing more and more and more and more. So, you know, these are the things that you really have to be aware of. Um, You know, the other big thing is just making sure that we don't underestimate our life expectancy. You, I hear so many people say, especially when they're in their early 60s, oh, I'm never going to live that long. Oh, shoot me if I live that long. And then I have my clients that have lived that long, and guess what? They don't want to die. <laughs> Our life expectancy is going up, not down. Yeah. So, and I, again, I'm not saying that um, everybody's situation is different because we're talking averages. Statistical evidence, this is what insurance companies use when they price out life insurance plans. They use mortality tables, and mortality tables are putting us into our 80s, well into our 80s. And that's right now in 2019. Every single year, there is advancements in medicine and advancements in ways that we can treat what used to be um, you know, deadly types of health concerns, whether it be heart disease or whether it be cancer. Uh, Luckily, we're getting better and better at fighting these things. And that just means that we're going to be living longer and longer and longer. And so to, you have to be realistic. You can't just say, oh, well, I'm not going to live that long. There's a very good chance that you will. And do you want to run out of money at that point? Sure. Yeah. So a lot of this is just being very realistic before you pull the trigger and making sure that you, it's, it's an emotional decision, but I always say it's far easier to work an extra year or two than it is to fix something 20 years from now. So the earlier that you can be planning for this and when the time comes, the better your plan is, the more accurate your plan is, the more successful you're going to be. There's absolutely nothing that the market can do absolutely nothing that the market can do to ruin your retirement. It's all about what you do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, uh, most people, the reason they fail in retirement is they failed to plan. Oh, good quote. That really is the perfect way to say it though. Yeah. All right. Spend a little more time than on that vacation planning for your retirement. It's a, almost a 30 year vacation. Yeah. So if you just put it that way, if you oh, think about the amount yes. of hours you would spend on a 
week's vacation planning. Think about how many hours you should be spending on a 30-year vacation. Love yeah. it. The big yeah. vacation at the end is what we're planning exactly. for. Exactly. Exactly. Erica Cummings, CFP VP at Morgan Stanley. You can always reach out to her to find out more information. Maybe she can take a look at your personal situation and fine tune it, uh, her advice for you. So if you Google Erica Cummings, VP at Morgan Stanley, you can reach out to her that way in the show notes. I'll also put a link, but thank you so much for coming on every month and just making us aware of what we need to know. Thank you for having me. I look forward to it every month. The next time you go to the grocery store, look for the brand, The Perfect Granola. There is a very cool story behind that national brand. Michelle Little, the owner of The Perfect Granola, will be in the studio with us next week. Have a great weekend. I will talk to you next Friday. Cheers to being financially confident women. If you have a personal finance question or feedback about the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to Sandy at Sandy at RochesterBuzz.com. New episode every Friday. Listen, subscribe, and tell a friend about the Seven Figures podcast. Smart money strategies for women.